This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Unfortunately, in America, you need a good credit score to do some of the things you that do. we want to do to get those like low what? interest rates. Like what? What do you a need home. a credit score to a do? A house. Oh, a house. Oh, Lord a car, Jesus. Oh. A car, a house. Oh, a house. Lord. So this is the thing. So this is the thing, Anthony. How many people are buying a house cash cash? No No one's buying a house cash. I'm not going to say no one, but I didn't buy a house cash and I didn't have a credit score. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony Neal. Welcome back to The Table. It's Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you're watching this on YouTube, you probably tuned in a little bit early if you're watching it and listening to it on the podcast. Uh, Today at The Table, we're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable because I have three amazing young ladies, a.k.a. sisters. I got my girl Raven, Corbin, and Jazz. These are three besties who have their own podcast that just launched this year. She's Gotta Save It, uh, where they talk about their journeys, uh, becoming financially independent and all things money related. And I saw these ladies, one of them just recently paid off their debt. And I was like, yo, let me get her on the show. Then when I did a little bit of digging and research, she got two other sisters and they did have a podcast. So I said, you know what? As a matter of fact, why not for the very first time, get all three on the show. So after months of working out the technology and trying to figure things out, ladies and gentlemen, can y'all help me welcome to the table via satellite? The ladies, she's got to have it. Raven, Corbin, and Jazz. What's up, ladies? How y'all feeling? Hey. Hey, y'all. Oh, so now, <laughs> now pre-show, y'all, they were had a lot more energy than this. You know, now they, <laughs> now, now on the show, they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? God bless you. Hey, yes. y'all. <laughs> Yo, so let, let's kick yeah, it off. Right. How did y'all ladies meet? Let's just go back to the very beginning. How did y'all three connect? All right, who's going first? Who's going first? All right, how did we meet? Okay, well... Corbin and I met outside the club. The club? In college. Oh. In college. Our freshman year. It had to be like week one probably, right, Corbin? Like we had just moved in the dorms. We were like, it was the first Friday night. We were at the club, met outside in the line, and we've been like stuck together ever since. Okay. And then... I'm going to hand it to Raven about how Raven and Corbin met because I was just tagging along for this. So (laughs) how'd y'all meet? (sighs) Okay. Go ahead, Raven. So boom. Corbin and Jasmine were already friends, and um, a guy was trying to talk to both me and Corbin. Oh, this is good. So I saw Corbin one day outside the dorm and was like, hey, I think this guy's trying to talk to the both of us. And she's like, we should run up on him. Oh, We should just pull up on his dorm. Is this, is, wait, wait, wait. Is this, is this a true story? Or are y'all clowning yes, with me? Yes, right? it's true. No, 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 I'm a witness. This is a real story. I can tell you. I can tell you. I can tell you what dorm we were I can at tell when. you. The, we're not going to say his name, right? Okay, but like, yeah. he's trying to do my boy but like that. he was that. trying to talk to the both of us. So I saw her and I was like, hey. She's like, all right, let's go to his dorm. So the both if of us I together. I about her at this point. I didn't know each other. And so Corbin got Jasmine and we knocked on his door together. We were like, oh, hey, we're friends, by the way. It was the, the book but, on but his the face. the funniest part, no, that you didn't get to the funniest did, part. Did he, know, so. did he know y'all were good friends, though? 
We weren't good friends. I just introduced myself. Raven, you left off the funniest oh, part. Okay, go you ahead. Left off the funniest part. We got to his um, oh, yeah, his dorm mind. room, his suite, <laughs> and we knock on the door, and his roommate answered the door, and it was this this, <gasps> this young, nice white dude. He answered the door, and um, he let us in, and the dude that both Raven and I were talking to was sleeping in the bed, and we just like. Was standing over his bed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just in the background, like, Ooh. oh, it was crazy. Lord. but Lord we have been Jesus. friends ever, ever since. since. Y'all Ever just since. roll up on the dude sleeping in the bed, probably having a good little dream, and y'all wake him up with a nightmare, pretty much. <laughs> basically, <sighs> basically, Man. yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> this is how you start off the table. You gonna keep it real with with three ladies <laughs> who just roll up on a brother, and yeah. What school did y'all go to? I'm curious. We all went to uh, Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. In Richmond, Virginia. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I ain't mad yeah. at it. I ain't mad at it. So, Corbin, um, I know that you just recently became debt-free. I reached out to you uh, personally because I love celebrating people who um, just paid off all the debt. So, again, congratulations on all of that. But give us a little bit of your journey. How much did you pay off? I see the ring on your fingers. So, that's. are you married or are you engaged? So I paid off uh, $130,000. I think it's like $130,507. And I think when you have that much debt, you forget about the yes. 507. But it was $130,000. Okay. And I just got engaged. Oh. Um, gosh, I know. So very, very exciting. Did um, you get engaged after you paid off the debt or before you paid off the debt? You know, this is funny. I got engaged after. And it's funny because I was really adamant that I wanted to pay off the debt myself. Um, oh. So that was just a goal of mine. And he was very much aware of that. But I really wanted to like get through this phase. I was so pressed on getting out of debt that I wanted to get through this phase before I even got engaged and got married. So, so let's talk about that. Why? Sure. I- I've never heard a woman, and I got to watch what I say sometimes because I don't want to seem like I'm just male strong male against, you know, strong ladies. Because I, I respect and love mm-hmm. everyone in perspective. Um, but we are growing up in this time to where ladies want to be this alpha woman and just do things and do it on our own. I don't sense that from you. Maybe I'm wrong. No. I just feel as if maybe you just wanted to, you know, clear the table before you go to another person's table. I don't know. But why did you have the thought? <laughs> so I, I would say... Um... Honestly, and it, it sucks to say that a lot of the decisions I make are probably surrounded on like what my future, what my family, what marriage would look like and a guy. Mm. And so for me, I think it's really attractive for a woman to be in control of their finances, yeah, right? Like yeah. for a woman to want to like know where the money's going, for a woman to budget, for a woman to cook. I like those things. And I also am, um, I've seen money ruin a marriage and I've seen money ruin a relationship. So it was really important for me to, if there's something that I could have control of. I was single in my late 20s when I started paying off my debt. I had no kids. This is something, and and I've always had a steady job. So I'm like, this is something that I know that I could accomplish, you know, as a single woman. And if I can accomplish it, I'm going to do my best in order to to meet that goal. Come on now. Come on now. Now, Jazz, you've been a part of her journey. How did you feel um, seeing your your sister, one of your close friends, accomplish this, you know? And I think you're on the journey as well. And so how did you feel Mm -hmm. seeing her do this as a friend? I definitely felt proud the moment she paid it off. I'm like, yes, like we've been talking about it, but I didn't know you were really doing it for real. So that was really exciting. I think (laughs) 
you know, when we talk about our journeys, especially on our show, I'm the one that like, I was always a part of the financial conversations with them and they, Raven and Corbin are serious. Mm -hmm. Me, I mean, my journey is continuing. I'm growing. (laughs) I'm trying to get better. I'm like, like, even though I'm the oldest out of the three, I'm like the little annoying like baby sister that's like still trying to figure everything out. So it was like once, yeah, once she paid it off and I was like, okay, it is possible. Like, let me get serious. But then also I recently had a baby and that will wake you up. Absolutely. Like once I had a baby, I was like, okay, now I'm not playing these games anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I have somebody else that I'm living for that I want to provide for. I want him to have the best future. So like, let me start tackling my financial journey and like really start getting into this debt repayment. Yo, I love it. So Jess, where are you on your debt-free journey? I'm curious. So I'm very close. I only have a car and student loans. I have about 60, 70,000 in student loans left to pay. Just a little bit left on my car to pay. Um, I am handling, my husband has debt as well. He has his own student loan debt, but I am handling our stuff separately. So I'm tackling mine first and then we're going to tackle his. Okay. Just because I like to see light at the end of the tunnel. And so I feel like that's more motivating for me that way. Um, But I am very close to getting my car paid off and I'll be debt free by 2023 at the latest, if not sooner. So, you know, I got to ask this question and y'all, y'all are free to ask me anything or or interject anywhere too as well, right here at the table. Uh, because, you know, I teach don't separate. And so I'm curious, mm-hmm. why do you and your husband want to separate your finances and your bills when I respectfully believe it should be combined? I'm curious. What's your thoughts behind that? So, I mean, you said something earlier. You were talking about like that alpha female, oh, like, you know, Lord in Jesus. charge. And I was laughing because, no, oh, that's not Corbin's Lord. vibe, but that's my vibe. Oh, and I've Lord. always... I've always been that way. And so for me, when (laughs) when I first started this financial journey, it was hard. I don't I don't I don't even know if my husband is like 100 percent on board yet. Like he might be, let's say, 60, 70 percent. But like he's like, I don't want to act broke. Like, I don't want to be on a budget. And it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to do that. All right. Since I'm running this show, I'm going to start with mine. And then so really that would be motivating. It will be motivating. I want to talk to Anthony. Like, okay, so really quick, how do you feel if if your partner isn't (laughs) on board? Do we just stay in debt? Do we just stay in the hole because he doesn't want to get it together? The black alpha woman, what do we do? We put the team on our back. So always how do you feel? Always. Dang, she said we we put the team on our back. You know we carry the team, Anthony. Whoa, like whoa, whoa. And then Samo. Hey, the team hey, and Samo. Hey, hey, Raven, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, here's the Let thing, man. I, I think for me, it's... I think for me, it, it will be... Um, there is no moving forward until both of us agree with it. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. believe... For me personally, for my house and for what I teach here at the table... We don't move forward or anything unless we both agree on it. Uh, and again, this right. is not against, you know, Jazz. I, I respect who she is and what works good for her and her relationship and her family. Uh, but for me, if my wife is like, nah, we ain't paying off debt, then we're going to have a conversation before we do anything. And if we're going to have a conversation before we spend any more money, before we pay off any debt, 
I want to know, okay, where are we going financially? Because I think as a couple, we need to step back and have a clear vision. What is success for our relationship? What is the vision for our relationship? Do we want to build a house? Do we want to, you know, uh, one of the things for me, whenever I do find my wife, is that I want to sit down with my wife. I'm like, hey, hey, look, babe, one of my goals is when my daughter gets married or my son gets married, not only would I pay 100% of their college, but I plan on building and purchasing their first home. I want to sow a seed into them when they get married. But if I want to get there, then we got to make some good decisions with our money today. So we can't have a whole bunch right. of debt. We can't have all this kind of stuff. So I think for me, it's, you know, to answer your question, Corbin, it's, well, we ain't doing nothing with the money until we know what and where we're going, what we're doing with our money and where we want to go. Uh, so that's why I was just curious I, when I I'll heard that. say, yeah, and I'll say my husband is very, like, he just trusts me that's more good. than any other person has ever trusted me. So he's like, okay, he knows the goals. He knows where we want to go, when we want to buy a house, all that good stuff. But he's like, how we get there, these steps, like, baby, you got it. And I'm like, great, I got it. Yeah, again, if it works, it works. Hey, you, you know, if it, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Listen, okay? if it works, it, it, it works, it works. I'm with it, I'm with it, I'm with it. Yo, if you just now tuned in, man, welcome back to the show. It is The Table right here, and where we're keeping it real relevant and relatable. I have three amazing young ladies. Raven, Corbin, and Jazz are the hosts of the popular podcast that just launched this year called She Gotta Save It. Hey, Raven, so you're right in the middle of your debt-free journey, okay? So Corbin, she done paid off her debt. She paid off her debt before she even got to her man. Um, Then, Corbin, I'm going to come back to you. I got a question (laughs) about your boo. Uh, But you and your man. Uh, uh, yeah. Raven, um, you know, y'all got a little, you know, uh, special situation over there. You know what I'm saying? It's a sister, yeah. a sister and a brother from another kind of mother. I'm going to put it like that. And uh, <laughs> so, Raven, how much do you and your husband have left on paying off debt? And tell me a little bit about you all's journey of why you all are deciding to uh, go this debt-free journey route. Yeah, we have about uh, like $73,000 left. We actually just paid off my car like a week ago. Yeah. And we started legit one day. I was like, all right, babe, I'm ready to start paying off debt. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my husband had no debt, like zero. Zero. So yeah, nothing. He had nada, zero inch. I came in, boom, coming up hot, you know, 50,000 student loans, credit card, you know, just just living my best life. Yeah. Um, So he had nothing. So I brought in student loans, credit cards, everything like that. And then one day I was like, I'm ready to do better with money. He's like, I heard it all before, girl. Like, you said this before. Like, I was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm ready for real, honey. Like, I am ready. Um, So we just, I was like, I just want a lot. Like, we both want to, we don't want to work forever. Like, he wants to fish, you know, for leisure all day and all night. But like, in order to get there, we really have to work hard and get be debt free. Yeah. Um, And he's like... I don't believe you, but when I say I started grinding, mm. like I was a, I was crazy. I was like, no, we ain't doing nothing. Like you know, <laughs> beans and rice type thing. Like we didn't do nothing. You want to have fun? This is fun. Um, so, and that's how we kind of got there. Like I just, I wasn't, I wasn't playing any games, and he really had no faith in me to begin with because I had such bad money habits to begin with. So wow. he, I had to kind of just prove it to him. Like I ain't playing with you, boy. Look at me. So that's kind of how we got to here, and we have like seventy three thousand dollars left to go in. Debt-free 2023 is the goal, so it'll That's be there. That's the goal. Okay, 2023 hey. is the goal. Yep. Jazz, what's Check your back goal? back in with them. 
Yeah, trust me, I, I am. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking back in with her and my brother. Jazz, what's your goal? Uh, 2024, 2023? You don't have that much, it sounds like, so. Yeah, I was going to say, why 2024? No faith in me? I'm just saying, no, I mean. 2023. I mean, 2023. I mean, I'm talking about for you and your husband. I ain't just talking about just you, Oh, though. I got you. I got you. I'm talking you. about yeah, the family. 2024, probably. Yes, okay. yes, the family. Well, definitely by 2024 at the latest, we'll have it paid off for sure. Cool, great. So anyone can answer this question. Ladies, why? Why do you feel financial freedom, uh, being debt-free, having no debt is important to you and your family? I'm curious. Who wants to Who do wants this? to take that? I can take it. All right, go ahead. Um, so I think I, I mentioned this before. Um, I have seen money and money situations really rip apart families, mm-hmm. right? They say that's one of the leading causes to divorce uh, in our country. And um, that scares me, right? I want nothing more to have a, a wonderful marriage. And I want to pass down money to my kids and my mm-hmm. kids' kids, right? So I think that's part of my why is I don't want money to be the reason why, um, you know, my family didn't succeed. And then also becoming debt-free, I have, I'm now able to invest my money, right? Things yeah. that we didn't talk about in my home growing up and, and not because my family didn't want to, we just didn't know. So I think having the opportunity to invest is so powerful, right? Having the opportunity to make your money grow and not have to give it to somebody else, that is just so powerful. It feels so good. And I want that for definitely my girlfriends. I want that for everybody, especially every minority in this country. Ooh. Having the opportunity to not have to owe somebody is beautiful. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm. She done bought up the I minority. I think when you're, when you're in, but really when you're in our bubble, so as Black women especially, we carry the highest amount of student debt, right? And like when you're in your bubble, that's normal. Like you're looking at your friends and you're like, oh, you got student debt? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, me too, whatever. I'm never paying that off, right? But then if you step outside your bubble, you start talking to other people and they're like, oh, I don't have student loan debt. Like, Mm. oh, I just bought my first house at 20 years old and like, it's mind traveling the world. It's like, wait, what? This isn't normal? And so when you start looking at that, it's like, oh no, I want a different life. I want to start a different thing for my child Mm. so that they don't expect to be carrying this burden. And I want to live a better life too. I don't want to have to pay student loan debt every single month. I want to travel the world and, you know, do all of those things. And so once you step outside your bubble and start seeing how life can be debt-free, I mean, it's inspiring. And I think the word free is key, right? Like, what does freedom look like? Freedom does not look like a $500 car payment to me. Like, no. You know, freedom to me looks like if I can invest that, I can travel with that. And so that humbled me. Like, what does our freedom look like? And that's my why. Like, I want myself, my son, his generation, their generations to just be free. So freedom is not a $500 car note. <laughs> Shut it's up. Really not. <laughs> Shut up. <Ooh. laughs> oh, you about to have me go to church. Now, let me calm on down. Let me calm on down. Let me calm on down. It, you know what's so funny is, um, you know, Jazz, she said something about your husband, how he says, I want to be on the budget and be stuck. And you know what? I get slammed a lot from, from ladies as a single man because I tell them up front, hey, I'm on a budget. You know, and, and, mm. I, and I date I date within a budget and I, I move within a budget. And that's one of the reasons why I have the money that I have and I'll be able to keep the money that I have and do the things that I do because I believe budgeting gives me the right to enjoy what I'm doing. Yep. And so I'm curious for each of you, what's the hardest thing about budgeting? As a woman, like what is the hardest thing about budgeting? And when y'all were single, if a brother came up to you and said, I date within a budget, is that a turnoff? <laughs> let's just let's just let's, okay. let's just be honest. 
But can we say, are you an anomaly though? Well, obviously you are in the financial space, but your friends that are not, how often is it that men are saying, I'm on a budget? I mean, well, 90% of the people in America do not budget, period. So I right. mean, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. I feel like the guys are just saying I'm broke. They're not saying I'm on a budget. They're not saying like, oh, exactly. I want to manage yes. my money. They're like, I can't afford to do this. And it's like, okay, well, what can you afford to do? The thing is, if you're going to be on a budget, I'm going to need you to be creative. Like, what are we doing? We go into a picnic in the park? Like, what's, what's happening? And I think that's where... See, that's yeah, the budget up. would huh. be alarming. It would not. Oh, would I was not. about to say. A budget would not. A budget wouldn't be yeah. alarming, but saying like, oh, I'm broke or, you know, not being, like Jazz said, be creative or I don't mind splitting the check after a certain number of dates, but... It's alarming if a guy comes on. You don't mind going Dutch? No, <laughs> no woman does after a certain certain number of dates. Oh, this is no going to be does. such an interesting show. Um, I don't know, guys. I would say back in the day, like single younger Raven, like budget equal broke, right? Like that term, like when we were younger, a budget. You know, See? like thank you, you, you Raven. Didn't get, you didn't get your thank you. You didn't get your uh thank no you. refund check. What thank you. Mean? you. I would say, Raven, like, honestly, you know, nobody then. was saying the word budget though. They were just saying broke. Yes, but if I would have heard yes, budget, I'm like, oh, you're broke. broke. You're broke. You're broke. But like, where does that come I, from? I'm curious. That. <laughs> why, why? Because it's okay, like. Okay, and can we also really quick, Anthony? Raven ain't been single and dating since she was like. <laughs> She's been with her man for I don't know how long. So for her to say she she's don't know been what it dating, means. she don't know what it means to date. Yeah, what is actually? I don't even know what splitting the check is. It's all of our money. I have not experienced that world. Oh my lord, logic. So, so all right, let me let me ask you this question straightforward then. I'm curious, why do we associate the word budgeting? Like I heard you say something, Jazz. That that's interesting. Why do I have to be creative on a budget? You know what I'm saying? Because I think you should be creative. Period. Um, you could be on a budget and still go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. You could be on a budget and still go and spend uh, and do a $10,000 vacation. Um, I think budgeting is just telling your money what to do. So I'm just being very specific on, okay, this is my line item. I'm going to stay within this line item. But just because I say I'm on a budget doesn't mean we got to go to Ruby Tuesdays. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, what I'm hearing from you, though, Anthony, it sounds like if you were dating a woman and she was like, oh, I want to do this. And you're like, well, I budgeted for dinner and you want to go to an amusement park. So we ain't doing that. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so are you flexible with your budget? It sounds like you're no. very like, mm. yeah. So, what? I mean, maybe that's, no. maybe that's what, what it is, Anthony. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You gotta just have nope. a dating budget, but don't be so prescriptive with what the dates are. You gotta Listen, be flexible. I mean, if I set aside this amount of money for budgeting for this month, that's what I gotta do. Bottom line. Now yeah, I, I I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Like now you yeah. can't because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and, and y'all all three are married. You about to get married. I, I, Finance is the number one reason for divorces. I would be yep. so uncomfortable to go to my wife and say, wife, in the first year of us getting together, we can't do this. I got to tell you no as my wife because I told them yes as my girlfriend. And I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to say, you know what? No. And a no to you today could be a yes tomorrow if you are my wife. And so I want to show you that I'm yeah. a good steward over the resources that I have. So when we do get married, 
you know, the Gucci purse, Louis Vuitton purse, your dream home, your dream car. I can say yes because I wasn't out there saying yes to every single woman I tried to date, taking her out to a restaurant, taking her on this trip, buying this stuff, when <laughs> technically I'm wasting all this money on a woman that ain't even going to be my wife, my best thing. So for me, when it comes to budgeting, I will not budge anymore. Not saying I have, because early in my days when I was off in school, man, I, I didn't I didn't have a budget. I just whatever she wanted, I just go find I just went and financed it. Mm-hmm. And and this let's, let's be real. How much money have I blown away on ladies that I do not talk to today? hmm Right. But I think that also goes right. back to what Jasmine was saying is it sometimes you do have to be creative because if our budget is this much for out to eat and we blow through that immediately, what else are we gonna do, boo? We can definitely go on a free picnic. We can make food mm. in the house. Um, and I agree with you saying be creative all the time. But on a budget, like you're like, all right, honey, we only got a hundred dollars this month. Like you really do gotta dig out of the, your pocket and think about some fun things to do to Absolutely. keep it spicy because it gets boring. Being in a relationship, I do think that you know when when I was getting out of debt, I was doing it by myself mm. and. Jazz has her difficulties, but I also had difficulties because there's nobody there to really keep you motivated, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's nobody to be creative with. So if you're communicating up front with your partner, hopefully you'd find somebody that would understand where you're coming from because we're doing this together. We are are budgeting for a reason. And Mm -hmm. I think that makes the journey easier, the long-term, you know, to be able to work with somebody and see the long-term effect of what we did, you know, in our early days of dating. I think that makes such a difference. And it's great that you could do that with somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, we just now tuned in, man. Welcome back to the show. It is the table right here, and where we're keeping it real, relevant, and relatable. I have three amazing young ladies, brothers. They are married. Two of them are married. One of them is about to get married. One of them is debt free. Two of them are working on the journey. And so, you know, Raven, Corbin, and Jazz are the hosts of the popular podcast that just launched this year called "She Gotta Save It," where they talk about their journey when it comes to money. You got one of them. Uh, I won't say her name. You know. Uh, uh, but she's saying, you know, I, I was kind of, I was kind of like, you know, lazy. You know, where he wasn't kind of doing it. Then you have one of them. She went after it. And she became debt-free. Then the other one is on this journey. And I love these three ladies because you have all three who are saying, yo, we got to make some changes for our future, for our kids, for our future families so we can avoid arguments. And I love all three of y'all's perspective. This is absolutely amazing. So when you think about ladies, I want each of you to give a financial tip uh, to the ladies and to the guys. Uh, but let's, let's, let's just focus on the ladies, you know, who are trying to kill it on this financial journey. They're trying to pay off debt, you know, but they're ladies. So, you know, they want to get the hair done. They want to have a little baton purse. They want that red bottom. They want to look good when they go out on the date. Uh, so what is one dope financial tip each of you can give to our ladies? Yeah, I'll start. Um, we talk about this often on our podcast is really knowing yourself, right? Mm. What actually brings you happiness? You know, if it's the Louis Vuitton bag, right? Um, Save up for the bag, right? Recognizing what's going to bring you fulfillment. If it's going out to eat, you know, you can't buy the Louis Vuitton bag. If it's a vacation, you can't go out to eat. You Mm. can't buy the bag. You're saving for vacation. So I think it's really recognize and take inventory of your life and what actually brings you happiness and then be yeah. saving and working towards whatever's really going to fulfill you. We talk about flexing on the gram, right? Yeah. That is our community. That is our culture right now. We are buying the bag. We're going on vacation. We're doing all the above. Right. Where really, who cares, right? 
the gram don't really care. They scroll past you for 30 seconds and then it's on to somebody else. So figuring out what's going to bring you actual fulfillment and then work towards whatever that item is. I would say that's a tip for the ladies. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I would definitely say discipline is so major and getting rid of the excuses. So like Corbin is saying, you really have to know yourself. It's so much of a self journey as it is a financial journey. So like saying no to your friends when they want to go out to brunch or saying no to that trip and knowing that you won't be able to post or you're going to miss out. Those are things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to sacrifice and then you're going to have to be disciplined and stick to it or you're not going to see the results that you want to see. And so I feel the biggest tip is being vocal about it though. Mm. When people are like, hey, you want to go do this or can you do this? No, I'm on my financial journey. I'm trying to pay off my debt. So I'm sorry, I'm going to have to turn that down. And you never know who saying that to might make them think twice about, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't go to brunch. Maybe I should pay off my credit card instead. Mm. Or, you know, whatever it might be. So really being comfortable with saying no. I'm the queen of no. You are? No. And I would say, <laughs> yeah, I would say no in a heartbeat. Like, actually, can't do that. Like, sorry, I actually have to miss this party. I love you guys, but no, can't do it. Um, my advice really is to just start. Stop saying like, oh, I don't want to check my bank account this weekend. No, look at your money. Like, Start. That's my biggest advice. You Open serious? your accounts. No. So, yeah. No. She's the queen of no. Cool. All right. Here's a hard question for you all. I love I love hard questions. Y'all ready for this hard question? Yeah. Y'all go laughing. Ahead. Y'all yep. like, wait. Whoa, hold, let's what, go. Because we have, I have a hard question for you, too. So. Let's get it. Let's okay, get the cool. question. We'll, we'll, I'll ask you the hard question, and you can ask me the hard question. Listen, be honest. All right. We share different opinions on something. Do y'all know what that is? Yes. What I is think that? it's a few things. I think credit cards is yeah, one. Is Absolutely. Great. Credit cards. So ex- I think help also, me. I don't know, turn help. off your 401k. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's go there. Oh, let's go there. that too. Why do, you, why do you all think uh, we disagree on uh, credit cards? Yeah, so, I think that's you. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the alpha woman coming for the alpha male. This is going to be good. No, I'm just playing. Let's go, Jazz. What's up? So why do y'all, why do y'all you promote? You ain't making sense to me, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but really, though. Okay, so here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Credit cards can be dangerous in the wrong hands. Okay. You have to be responsible okay. if you're going to have a credit card, period. You okay. have to be responsible. It can ruin your credit. It can ruin your life, depending on how deep you get into it. Okay. But... You can also, if you do it responsibly, you can establish a long credit history and we're playing the credit score game. Mm. And like that is something that I feel like, especially a lot of black people aren't really thinking about. We're like, oh, why do I need a credit score? You know, unfortunately, in America, you need a good credit score to do some of the things that we want to do to get those low interest rates. Like what? What do you a need home. a credit score to a do? Car. Like a house. Oh, like a house. Lord a car, Jesus. Oh. A car, a house. Oh, a house. Lord. Why do we want to be a house? So this is the thing. So this is the thing. Anthony, oh, how many people Jesus. are buying a house oh, cash, cash? Nah, no man. one's buying a house cash. No one's buying. I mean, I'm not going to say no one, so but I didn't buy a house cash and I didn't have a credit score. Uh-oh. So, Wait a minute. Uh-oh. What? Whoa, whoa. 
Oh. No, because oh. I'm going oh. down the road oh. of going zero credit score. The process it takes to be zero and all of the underwriting, the loopholes you have to go through to find someone so who good. accept your zero credit score. Who knows about that? Like, oh. Who's teaching this, our community how to go that path, right? So good. So they don't know that. Hello, my name is Anthony O'Neill right here in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> I'm teaching people how to get a house without a credit score. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It is hard. But you know what? Last time I checked, successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. So my name is Antonio, a.k.a. Anthony <laughs> O'Neill, and I'm teaching people how to do this without a credit score. So you can get a house she's got to yes, save for it without a credit score. But now let's be real because I want to make sure that I, I, respect, I respect you all. It is difficult. I mean, it is. And there are some, not loopholes, but there are some extra steps that you do have to go through to get it. But the last time I checked, there is some extra steps you got to go from six figures to seven million. There are a lot of extra steps you got to go through to go from a million to a billion. And I think for the black community, no disrespect to my white community because it's for everyone. But I got I to gotta keep it a stack with y'all. We teach to play the credit card game, but then the black community, we sit here and we talk about systemic racism. So it's like, which one are we going to yeah. choose? Do we want to play the game or do we not want to play the game? So that's for me. I just don't play the game at all. But that's good, though. So I got a house without a credit score, and I have a mortgage. I didn't pay cash for it. Uh, what else? I mean, you buy a car. Do you think that you can, do you think that people can get to a point in, in their financial life in terms of financial literacy, where they can have a credit card and manage the credit card appropriately, right? Um, where it, or, or do you think that's not even an option? Because I think, you know, I became debt-free. I have a credit card, and I love the points. Yeah. I love the extra points I get on my reward credit card, and I'm not going further into debt by having the credit card. Let me say right here on the show, ladies and gentlemen, the table, I agree that there are people out there in the world okay. who can have a credit card and not carry a balance. But when you look mm -hmm. at the stats, okay. when you look at the yeah. stats, I can't speak to the minority. Right. I got to speak to the majority. And 80% of the people in America are living paycheck to paycheck. So right. I can't go to them and say, hey, you guys, go on ahead and get a credit card and just do this. No, yeah. I got to teach them, stay away from this crap because you don't need an extra payment. You don't need an extra car note. You don't need to be paying $50 just so you can get some airline miles. Airline miles and reward points is the last thing on your mind. Financial peace and financial freedom is the first thing on your mind. You're right. So for me, I am not. I am not. And I will say it here. I am not condoning credit cards. I'm talking to the people who are drowning in student loan debt, mm -hmm. who are drowning in credit card debt, who is driving a car that they can't even really afford. How are you making $40,000 a year, but you're driving a $50,000 car? Makes absolutely no sense. So those are the people who I'm talking to. Next! Nah, mm -mm. We, ain't, we ain't moving on to the next question. Reel them in, ladies. Reel it in. Reel it in, ladies. Like I said, like I said, like I said, <laughs> the first thing that I said, though, it's about responsibility. And like you mm -hmm. said, it's a whole ecosystem, right? Not making enough money, having a car payment that you can't afford. Of course, in those circumstances, I would never say you need to get a credit card. But if you are in a position, for example, my son, when he gets older, just like my mom did me, when I went off to college, 
Jasmine, you're 18. This credit card, you only use it to buy your books mm -hmm. and you pay it off immediately. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the same for him. Mm. No, you shouldn't be signing up for a credit card just so that you can go to Turks and Caicos with your friends. Mm. Like, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but there are certain situations mm. where you And I also want to run this it. back. You said mm. you want to speak to the majority, right? Let's speak to the majority. Majority of people have a credit score. Mm. We can't be teaching the minority who have zero credit score, right? And Z, um, funding a house with zero credit score. Let's teach the majority how to do it the right way. You sure right? you, 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 you want to go there, Raven? I don't think we got enough time for that. Let's I, go. I don't Let's want to do you like that. I can come to your show and we can have that conversation. because that's <laughs> We got to. Yes, <laughs> we really it. do. We yeah. really got to have it. That's that's not a good teaching. If you really sit down, you really sit, if you really, listen, you said the majority of people have a credit score, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So let's so talk how, about why it. we would not teach them how to use it. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, let's do it. Let me show you why. Because the majority of them have a credit score, but did you know 52% of the people in America don't even have $1,000 in their savings account? So they got a 700, yeah, 800 credit score, but they ain't got no money in their bank account. So it's like, for me, why are we teaching credit score? Let's teach financial stewardship. Let's teach financial literacy. Yes. Let's teach ownership, yeah. especially yeah. within the black community. Because we can't yes. pass down a credit score, but we can pass down finances. We can pass down wealth. Amen. And we can pass yes. down freedom and options. So for me, it's like when I have a child, um, you know, I I'm not teaching credit scores. I'm going to make sure they understand exactly what is a credit score because let's, let's be real on the table, all right? I have a mortgage. Yes. So this means I do have a credit score because I have a mortgage, mm -hmm. but I do not plan to use it because I want to own everything that I have. Respectfully saying, when COVID happened, no. I, I didn't trip. I didn't have a car note. I didn't have any credit card bills. I didn't have anything, but I had a very hefty savings account. Why? Because I own everything that I have and I don't really care about points. I got money. I'll just buy my own plane ticket. I think those are things we got to start teaching people is like, yo, Mark Cuban, one of my friends um, who's a billionaire, doesn't believe in any, any credit at all. No debt, none of that. Do you really think he's sitting here thinking, well, let me swipe this credit card so I can get 5,000 airline miles? No, nah, and I think but for me— Mark Cuban, y'all are—it's like Warren Buffett and how people try and invest like Warren Buffett. There's no, but Mark Warren Cuban's been doing that since college, though. This was before Mark Cuban became Mark Cuban. That, that's true. I, I think uh -oh. that uh -oh. in terms of how you speak, <laughs> you do have ladies. to speak to the masses. <laughs> yeah. Right. You gotta, even, and, and I you think, gotta think about circumstances too. Like we have to think about the Give people me a in good circumstances. circumstances where you will say the 80% of the you people should get a credit card. You just said that 52% of people do not have $1,000 in their savings account. That credit card might be what keeps a roof over their head that Ooh. month. And if that's what they have to do, and they mm. later on in life get their finances together, I'm going to support you doing what you have to do, okay? You don't, Is it you the don't right believe thing? that? No. You don't believe that? No, that but you got to do come what you got to do. I got to come on y'all show. Yeah. This, is, this is so We're going to continue this. <laughs> Raven, write a post-it <laughs> post post note, Raven. <laughs> you, yeah. I'm not, I'm not here's office. the thing. All right, so let's check but this can out. We, can we Late. talk about something else y'all teach, too? Can we talk about, you teach, turning off your 401k. Yeah. Let's talk about that because you know what we all say we're leaving free money on the table. Um and, and we are, are you are, are you I, really leaving free money on the table? We don't teach turn it off forever. Uh, one of the things I just teach for me what worked for me, which worked for me, and my investments are higher than what it would have been. If you look at the people who who are drowning in debt, living paycheck to paycheck, on average, they're only investing about maybe one to three percent, right? Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. if they do that for 40, 50 years of their life. 
I would rather you cut it off for three years. And then when we get done, we say invest 15% of your income. So when you do the math and you really step back and you do the math, when you are debt free and you got a fully funded emergency fund, all you're thinking about securing and locking in your future. So yes, you are going to miss out on a 3% match if you have a 401k for three years, right? But when you do the math, if you're investing 15%, And let's say six of that is going inside of your 401k, which is a match and it's a Roth 401k. You're not only going to catch up, but you're going to surpass over those 40 years because you missed out on three. Because you're investing a whole lot more. Your match is a whole lot bigger. And then now you have more compound interest working. So, But I totally understand people's thinking. And it was the hardest thing for me to do to stop investing Mm -hmm. because it's like, dang, I'm leaving free money on the table. Man, compound interest. Man, my company match. I get it. It was emotional for me. But when I mm-hmm. really stepped back and I studied and I got with my financial coach at the time, and, and this was pre-Dave Ramsey, um, he was mm-hmm. like, yo, if you really do the math, son, uh, it's going to work because you're going to invest a whole lot more when the average person is not even investing 5% of their paycheck uh, because they're drowning in debt. They have car notes. They have this kind of stuff. So for us, it's really just about setting people up because you're going to need $300,000 just for medical insurance for between you and your husband. And then the average mm-hmm. black person, no disrespect, we're going to die with bills and benefits. And the benefits that we have is only enough to take care of the bills that our spouse will need when we leave. And so for me, I want to see us retiring with a million, $2 million. And check this out. I don't want to teach them to pull from their 401k, the Roth IRA. I want to teach them to live off the interest. And then we pass that two, $3 million down to our kids and down to our kids' kids. And so the philosophy that I teach, which I, would, I can't wait to get on y'all's show because I love it. I mean, I, I, literally, I mean this. Like, I love having the healthy conversation. People are drowning in debt. Student Agreed. loans, Agreed. y'all talk about this on your show. It's like, it's, it is ridiculous. So let's not mm-hmm. worry about a credit score. Let's worry about financial freedom. It's like people over here saying, let's, let's cancel student loan debt. Well, my philosophy is different. Let's fix the student loan problem first because we can cancel it today, but then our kids are going to come out with more student loan debt. So let's fix the Mm -hmm. problem up front. Then let's Mm -hmm. worry about how are we going to fix it on the back end. And that's how I feel right now with a lot of things when it comes to money. Uh, Get a credit score and use it wisely. Well, studies are showing us people are not using it wisely. I got the credit card, Mm, Jazz, you know, for emergency. Let me tell you what's emergency. A good-looking lady came across, and she said, hey. I was like, hey. And she was like, what you want to do? You know what I'm saying? I was like, girl, what you want to do? And I used my emergency credit card, and I took her to Red Lobster. Then I got my emergency credit card, and I went and bought her a Dooney and Burke's purse. Then I used my emergency— The Cheddar Biscuits. And so for me— I used to serve at Red Lobster. Don't play. Yes, we do. So I'm saying— And that is the proof of what people are are doing today. Yeah, I hear you. They are taking this emergency credit card, this emergency line of credit, and they're using it for non-essential stuff. So my argument is always, are there people out there who can do it? Absolutely. I can do it. But I just believe, I'm going to say this on my show. We never say this somewhere else, but I'm going to say it on my show. Uh, In school, we teach you how to abstain and we teach you how to properly protect yourself when it comes to sex, right? And sex education. Mm -hmm. But I think the world only teaches us how to rack up debt. They don't teach us how to abstain from debt. And so I'm bringing the abstain method. And then I'm just sitting here telling people, hey, listen, this is the route that's working for me. I have built great wealth off of this route. So you can choose which route you want to go. 
And so, but I'm gonna come on y'all show. We gonna talk like about that. that right there. I love. Yeah, I guess like y'all that. ladies all right with me, boy. <laughs> Look, that was round one. Okay, we'll have round two next. <laughs> y'all listen, man. Real talk, y'all. I want y'all to go check out their podcast, man. These ladies are absolutely amazing. When I saw uh, my sister Corbin and she paid off all her debt, I was like, yo, we see differently on certain things, but I still love celebrating and supporting all people who are on their financial journey. And heck, some of y'all listening to me right now uh, don't agree with everything that I teach. And that's cool. That's great. That's the whole beauty of the table. We can have a great conversation and we can both agree to disagree. Uh, But at the end of the day, these ladies are absolutely amazing. I want you to check out their podcast. I want you to support them. Um, I want to see their numbers go up. I want you to follow their journey and, and send them some questions. Ask them some questions. And make sure y'all submit some questions for us to talk about when I do their show, uh, because I am going to do their show. Uh, but ladies, um, one last question for you all. Uh, a fun thing. What's the best thing that you have ever spent your money on? What's the absolute best thing you've spent your money on? Ooh, that's a hard one. Who's going first? I'm going to say my hair and I'll tell you why. Ooh. As you can see, I have I have lots, all right? Before I had lots, I was really struggling with, you know, being black in like corporate America. Mm. It's like, oh, I need to straighten my hair before this interview. Or like, I need to make sure that my hair is professional or people are going to judge me, blah, mm. blah, blah. And depending on where you go, locks aren't cheap. It was definitely an investment that I had to make. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick to this. And once I did that, I fully accepted being Black in corporate America. I'm like, this is what they're going to get. Mm. If they mm. want to judge me, that's fine. But I'm like not hiding my blackness or like who I am anymore. And so I would say my locks and the maintenance that I put into them is probably the best money that I spend just for myself and me. We love it. Thank you. Uh, Corbin, what what would you think? I don't know. Raven, did you have one thought up? Because I'm still thinking about mine. Yeah, I definitely know mine. Go ahead. I know mine. It's definitely my wedding. Like the drapes Uh are amazing. (laughs) It's definitely my wedding. Um, I spent a pretty penny (laughs) in debt on it. Uh, But still, like my wedding. Hey, hey, I, I regret. I regret. She's honest. Are we not real? Hey, listen. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> she, but she. I, I'm happy to hear her say I regret that part. But it still was the best investment. However, it was still the best thing that I spent my money on today. Because it's. I'm telling y'all, it was bomb, y'all. Just follow us, and I'll share some it was, pictures. It was bomb. It was bomb. It was but yeah, beautiful. That was How much did you spend on your wedding? I gotta ask. Uh, about like thirty five. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> it was the bomb. We had a, the best time. We had the best time. Yo, had, I ain't mad at did. you, though. I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. And we're still married. So look, I know love lost. How long y'all, how long y'all been married? Five years. Five, Five years. years. Man, we've been together amazing. since we, um, we've been together for 14. So yeah. That's we amazing. That, that's amazing. Corey, you must not, you must not have any good things because you, you still think I don't. I don't. And that's, I think that's a part of like my financial journey is I am, I would say at times I'm pretty materialistic. Like I bought a BMW while I was in debt mm. and I've, I've since paid off that. But now that I'm here, it's not that important, right? Wow. I bought a Louis bag, I bought Louis Vuittons and I'm like, it's not that not important. Not that important, right? Mm. No, it's really not. And, and that's, it's, it's really sad to say because in that moment, right, you think that this is it, I need this. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So prayerfully, it is my wedding or it is my house um, when those things happen. But right now, I can't I can't really think of anything. Um, I I will say this. I did financial peace with my family um, in December. And so I paid for that for some of my family members to do that. I paid for my sister to use Ramsey Plus and stuff like that. And I think that was to be able to give that was actually and to go through that experience with my family was extremely rewarding. So in lieu of the discussion that we're having, that was something that um, Yo. really means a lot to me and my family. Yeah, absolutely love it. Man, y'all ladies are yeah. cool with me, man. Y'all ladies are cool with me. Well, thank y'all so much for rocking with me on the show uh, today. I love it. Y'all the first per- y- Are they the first? I think y'all are the first. Yeah, y'all came for me today. That was good. You're welcome. You know? <laughs> Uh, I think Thanks y'all were for the first. Now, yeah, my girl Sarah Jake. Sarah Jake, she came for me on one of okay. my shows previously. Yeah, that was fire. I love that and, episode. Um, so and then y'all the second. It, why is it always the sisters who coming for your boy, man? Because we don't play. Because you know we ain't letting you have it. We ain't letting y'all get away with nothing. See what I'm right. saying? Sisters. So don't and, run from coming on our show because you know oh, what's going on. on our show. Y'all just, but you happening. just know, I, I I know my stats and my facts. So, you know, I'm going to come with it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and love where it. you're right, I'm like, yo, you're right. You know, you're right. So, but yo, know, listen, man, this is The Table every Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YouTube at The Table. And today was a really good, real show. Um, these three sisters don't play. And y'all, listen, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to text y'all. If you're part of my text community, I'm going to text you and let you know uh, when I am on their show because I want y'all to come. And um, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to drink my pre-workout so I can have the energy for these ladies because I see they're they going they to come for me when I do their show. Uh, but again, thank y'all for rocking out with us today. Make sure uh, that you all check out their show. We're going to drop all their information in the show description. So go support these queens, uh, rock with them, enjoy their podcast uh, because I love them. I like them uh, tremendously. It's your boy Anthony O'Neill. We're going to see you on the next show, and that is next week. Peace out.